0: Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. We want to look this morning at the the group of giftings known as the manifestation gifts. And a couple of weeks ago, we've made a couple of statements that I want to keep reiterating because I believe that we really need to get it. And the statement was probably the the best kept secret in the church today uh, is that we have been gifted and endowed with supernatural abilities. It's probably today, without exception, the biggest secret that is in the church right at this point. You know, those people that just come up today, just um, uh, there was Rachel, uh, there was uh, Mark, there was um, 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 Steve. You know, every one of us has been called by God to, to move like that. Come on. I'm preaching far better than your amen-in this morning. You know, we're meant, we, we're, God's calling us to do this in the supermarket. God's calling us to do that in our workplace. God's calling us to do this wherever we are, amen, to, to wait on the Holy Spirit for him to manifest himself because God loves people and he wants to touch people, amen. But uh, Paul said something I want to re- 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 reiterate with you again. Glory to God. 1 um, Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1, Paul says this about spiritual gifts. He says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, girls and boys, I don't want you to be ignorant, not to know or, or to understand. Amen. Paul was saying to the church, don't be ignorant. There's too much ignorance out there today around the gifts of the Spirit. Um, in First Peter chapter four, verse 10, Peter encourages the believers, and he's encouraging us today, the church today. He says this, "As each one has received a gift, minister it or serve it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God." The first week we looked at that word "gift" in the Greek, and the definition of the word uh, is charisma. All of us have charisma. If you're born again, spirit-filled, you have charisma, amen. You have gifts, supernatural gifts that we're going to be looking at next week. They're the motivational gifts. Next week, we're going to be looking at those. But each of us has been uh, gifted by God to serve others with, hallelujah, to serve others with. And this is what the series is about. It's about stirring our faith to realize that God has endowed us, amen. God has endowed us. In fact, we saw um, that that each believer has a miraculous uh, faculty. This is the definition of that word there, gift, and inherits spiritual power, spiritual endowment, ability possessed or inherited by someone. Or the last one is a religious qualification. I keep saying it. People will often refer to me as minister, but we are all ministers. Graves go, yeah, amen. Now, we are all ministers, amen. You saw Steve this morning just ministering. You saw Rachel this morning just ministering. You saw Mark this morning just ministering. God's calling all of us just to minister to people, amen. Hallelujah glory to God. So we want to just look at a couple of things. We, as I said, we, last uh, week we just shared a few thoughts like that. Uh, a couple of weeks ago we looked at Ephesians chapter 4 and we looked at the uh, fivefold ministry gifts, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. We saw that these are special anointings that are given to the church for the purpose of equipping the church for the work uh, that the church is called to do. And like I said, next Sunday we'll be looking at Romans chapter 12, the uh, the uh, motivational gifts, but the morning we want to look at first corinthians chapter 12 and verse 7 how are we going everyone all right have a listen to what the word of word of god says but the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of who come on oh for the profit of all the manifestation what does the word manifestation mean it means this it means exhibition expression or bestowment—that's what the word manifestation means there—and that's what you saw this morning. You saw the Holy Spirit manifesting Himself through the believers. Amen. But I want to look at this this uh, this text from First Corinthians chapter twelve, seven through to eleven. And I want to read it out of the Contemporary English Version Bible to you this morning. And it says this. It should be—I oh, well, we haven't got a screen this morning, so I'll just slow down a little bit. It says the Spirit has given each of us a special way of serving others. Hello? Some of us can speak with wisdom, while others can speak with knowledge, but these gifts come from the same Spirit. To others, the Spirit is given great faith or power to heal the sick, or the power to work mighty miracles. Some of us are prophets, and some of us recognize, uh, recognize when God's Spirit is presence, present. Others can speak... Different kinds of languages, and still others can tell what these languages mean. I list the nine gifts of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, they're like tornado, torpedo gifts. As the Holy Spirit can manifest any one of these nine gifts through any believer at any time that he chooses to. Each one of these gifts has a, a major power gifts, so and they all direct supernatural, miraculous manifestations directly from the Holy Spirit Himself. Amen? So directly from the Holy Spirit himself, in fact, to probably to illustrate, the concept is like this. It's like a water pipe, or excuse me, a pipe through which water flows from a source. Through the pipe to a person who takes a drink, the pipe is not the recipient of the water, but only the conduit. The person who drinks the water is the recipient. You get the picture this morning. Any spirit filled Christian can get themselves into a place to receive these nine gifts of the Spirit, as the Apostle Paul himself tells us, not to be afraid to try and stir up these nine specific gifts with the Lord. In fact, in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4, excuse me, verse 1, it says this, Marty Daniels Desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Desire. There's a number of exhortations that Paul gives in uh, the book of Timothy, to Timothy about not to neglect the gift of God, the charisma that is on him. There's another verse in Timothy that says, Timothy, stir up the gift of God that is within you, amen. There's numbers of scriptures within the Bible that talk talk about the importance of us stirring up the gift of God. In fact, next week when we begin the message, we're going to look at a, a verse out of Romans. I believe it's chapter, oh, better be careful. It's in the book of Romans. I think it's chapter 8, she's in the front row, I'm really all scared. Uh, just joking. We have good discussions. Romans chapter 8, I think it is, it says this, for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. The word gift there is exactly the same one that's used in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, the, the charisma, the gift that God has given, the gift that we possess on the inside. And uh, we're going to start our week next week by looking at that. And, but I wanted to illustrate this morning that God wants to use us in supernatural ways. And um, the manifested gifts are simply, if I could have um, the Holy Spirit, that would be great. Awesome. Up there, Holy Spirit. Thank you. <laughs> yep. And um, you can come up too as well. I can pick on you because you're on staff. You're, uh, you're the person that uh, is receiving the, the gift, um, and you're the, you're the recipient. Phew, up there if you would go, amen. And so no one really knows what's going on in Dave's life. You know, he's, he's probably just... Uh, He's having a, a hard week possibly and he's crying out to God and, and, you know, God, I just need to hear from you. I need a word from you. So what happens? The Holy Spirit is aware of what's going on in Dave's life and, and he wants to encourage Dave. And, and the Holy Spirit doesn't just, you know, rock up in a physical sense. He just doesn't do it that way. He uses believers, amen, to build the body. So the Holy Spirit gives a word to um, um, a, a fellow believer. They get the word and then they deliver the word, amen. That's the manifested gift. That's how it works. That's how it works. That's why we've just got to be open. And you don't have to be a super big believer. You just need to be someone that says, well, Lord, if you choose to use me, I'm available. That's it. But the problem is this. This is what takes place. Dave cried out to God, God, I've got to get a word from you, a prophetic word. And, and uh, you know, it gets before the Father. The father hears it. He s- sends to the Holy Spirit his son. His son sends to the gift. And then the person that's about to give the, give the manifested gift, they go, Well, I'm frightened. <laughs> God, what about if I didn't hear your voice? God, what will they possibly say? And I know that so often... (laughs) I know that so often what happens, the problem stops or starts here because the deliverer who's received gets fearful or nervous or, or whatever it is and rather than take that step of faith... They back down. They step away. See, when, when the Spirit prompts us, we've got to move with the promptings. That's what I said to you this morning. There's a window of opportunity. If you hear a word of knowledge and, and you think it's for you, you shouldn't sit there. Because I've had too many people come up after the service and say, I needed to respond, but I didn't. Hallelujah. But what we've got to understand, and, and, and for us as a church, the manifested gifts are all about the promptings and the leadings of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says there that, that he manifests himself in nine in particular ways, amen. The gift of healing, the gift of miracles, the gift of discernment, the gift of tongues, the gift of interpretation of tongues. What are the other four? <laughs> Just joking. But you get the picture up there? You see how it works? God wants to work through us like that. And we as, as the receivers, all we need to do is just to be open to the Lord and then take the step of faith. I've got no doubt this morning when Steve was waiting on God for that word of knowledge and, and then preparing for, for, for the delivery of it today, I've got no doubt that there would have been questions in his mind about, well, God, what if no one responds? Or what about God if I don't step out? Imagine if you're at the shopping center and the Lord gives you a word for that little, that little lady or that little guy behind the till there. They're crying out to God. You don't know that, but the Holy Spirit prompts you and you give it and it changes their world. See, the manifested gifts of the Holy Spirit. He wants to manifest himself through us, Amanda. Amen? In powerful ways. And the truth is today, we are all ministers. We're all called to minister this way. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, naughty recipient. And thank you, receiver. Through the series, um, each of our messages being been on the gifts of God and we've spoken about how to position ourselves. And I wanted to take the last uh, eight ten minutes today just to, f- to finish with just a thought. I hope that illustration there helps you understand how he manifests himself, amen. But he just doesn't want to m- m- manifest manifest his power just to us on a Sunday. He wants to manifest himself to the world out there as well. That's why it's just so important we just be open to God. And if we get a little prompting, don't hold back. What, what have you got to lose? Someone gets a bit cranky at you? Well, welcome to the real world. We all get, you know, people get crankier, But what's there to lose? Nothing. A little bit of awkwardness or something like that. But so what? You can live with that. But what if you step out and God really is on it and something powerful takes place? Amen. So enough, Ollie, I know I've got to move on. I'm just raving on now, I can tell. So we've been looking at how we position ourselves. We looked um, at, the, at positioning our lives so that the Spirit of God can flow through us. In a couple of weeks' time, we're going to be looking at what limits the flow of the Holy Spirit through us. But we looked at the first position or value that we need to have in our lives, and that's the value of honour. If you haven't got honour, uh, uh, honour for those, honour for God, honour for those above you, for honour for those around you, honour, honour the police, honour you know civil authorities. We must have a heart of honour. Uh, when we have a heart of honour, the Holy Ghost can flow to us and flow through us. Amen. Second thing that we look, looked at is having a heart of love. That love, agape love, unconditional love um, that we've received from God that we need to show other people as well. It's not always easy to show unconditional love in church, is it? i'm smiling at someone amen it's not always easy but but when we have an atmosphere of love and we create create keep creating that atmosphere of agape love that's the second thing through which the holy spirit can flow and can work very very powerfully but i want to share with you just the last little thought this morning and the greatest expression of love is through service laying down our lives for others by serving the needs of others with the gifts that God has given us. In fact, listen to what Jesus says and what Jesus did. This is what he says. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. What was the, 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 the motivation of Jesus while he worked, walked the planet? To serve. He didn't come on the earth and then say, hey, I'm the son of God. I'm the big shot. Everyone come and bow down to me. No, he went around in his three years of ministry. And 30 years before that, his attitude was serving and loving and ministering to others. That was his whole life. And the point this morning that I want to make is this. When it comes to serving others, our attitude should be the same as Jesus. Amen. Our attitude should be the same as Jesus. I want to read a verse of scripture from John chapter 13, uh, 13 verses 1 through to 6. it says this: Jesus rose from supper and laid aside his garments, took a towel and girded himself. After that he poured water into a basin and began to wash the, the disciples' feet and to wipe them with a the towel with which he was girded. I want you to note a couple of things this morning, Wayne, you ready? I want you to note a couple of things. The disciples had seen much to give them possibly an overemphasized view of themselves. They'd been with the big shot, Jesus. They've seen miracles, healings, um, Jesus confounding the authorities, all sorts of stuff, and potentially they could have had an overemphasized view of their importance. Note, pride stops us from serving others. When we think we're too good, Too busy to serve in children's ministry? Pride will stop us from serving. Another thought. After all he had shown them, the greatest thing he wanted them to remember and to do was to serve each other with genuine acts of service. Listen to this thought. Jesus left the most important lesson to last. He could have shown them how to pray the tabernacle prayer. He could have given them the two steps to performing, um, raising someone from the dead. Get the picture, last supper, last time with Jesus before he starts the journey of the cross. You got it in your head? The 12 closest ones, having a, 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 an intimate meal. So he could have showed, told them you know, how to pray that way or how to, how to get your heart ready to get a miracle on. But what did he show them? He showed them what the heart of God looks like. He showed them what the greatest value a Christian should possess, and that is the value of serving others. But Jesus says something really interesting that I want to read to you, then I'll conclude quite succinctly this morning. John chapter 13, 12 to 17. So when he had washed their garments, excuse me, washed their feet, taken his garments and sat down and he said to them, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord and you say, well, for so I am. If I then being your Lord and your teacher have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. You know, the thought of washing people's feet is just not... Not that, you know, glamorous. (laughs) Don't rave on shame. For I've given you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is no greater than his master, nor is he who is sent greater than he who sent him. And now listen to this. This is the kicker in this verse of scripture here. It says, if you know these things, blessed are you, If you do them, listen to that in verse 17, blessed are you if you do them. In other words, if you follow the example that I have set you, you will be blessed in all that you do. Amen. Serving others. Said you'll be blessed in all that you do. Four thoughts, quickly, can't even go there. When we serve others, we experience deeper fellowship we do, we experience deeper fellowship when we serve others another thought, when we serve others we experience a greater sense of significance our whole culture is focused around success and success is assessed on what we possess your possessions will fade away but it's how you serve others with the gifts that God has given you that makes a difference in their lives that will last for eternity hello? hello? So we experience a greater sense of significance when we serve. We experience a deeper joy. You know, there's studies that prove that as people uh, get get older and they retire, uh, studies have proven that those people that continue to go on to serve and, and to volunteer and to make a difference in other people's lives, they li- live longer and more happier lives when they're giving. You and I were made to serve. And when we have that attitude of service, The Holy Spirit just flows through us. Amen? The Holy Spirit flows to us and then He flows through us. So we experience a deeper sense of joy. And last little thought, and there was probably about five minutes to spend on each of those points there this morning, but it's all good. You get the point anyway. Number four, we receive great rewards. Matthew chapter 16, 27, for when the Son of Man comes in all of his glory uh, of his Father with his angels, and he will reward each one according to their works. Whatever you do for others, we are really doing for Jesus. Jesus taught in Matthew chapter 25, whatever you do for the least of these, you do for me. Are you serving others today with the gift that God has given you? Are you serving with the gift that God has given you? If you want to experience deeper joy, deeper significance, if you want to seek God for greater reward, and not only in this life but in the life to come, are you serving God with the gift that God has given you? So, so important. If I could just have Ilene back, that would be Great. God's plan, believers gifted in many different ways, all for the purpose of serving one another with the gift that God has given us. I love watching Rachel up here on the platform. She has a, a gift to communicate, a gift to lead. And I love watching her up here because she's growing in it. But you can just see the joy when she's up there. Amen. Just using her gift, starting to get a bit quirky. It's cheeky. It's great. I love it. There's so many other people that are gifted. I love seeing Rachel. That's up here. She leads worship. That Rachel down the back there, gifted. Amen. Vio down the back there. On you know, Vio's the, the 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 quiet unknown guy down the back, but he brings his gift and he uses his gift. I love when Ziggy's on the on the uh, the hosting team or the network team. Ziggy has a gift of helps. He's just awesome. I love being here when Ziggy's here. It's just, just the whole place goes to another level. <laughs> all of us are gifted in our own unique way. We all have something to bring to, to, to one another, but are we? Are we? Because it talks about how each, each part supplies to the body what is needed. I'm going to try and explain something as I conclude this morning. Because I believe that there are people here that are wanting and seeking Jesus for a deeper experience and expression from Him. And I believe today that the Holy Spirit has given me the answer for you. In Luke chapter 10, we see... Jesus is a teenager. His parents go to to, um, to town. I think they're there for a couple of days. And they depart. They travel a whole day. <laughs> they travel a whole day and then discover that Jesus is not with them. <laughs> he must have been a good kid, huh? <laughs> Quiet as a mouse. <laughs> so they travel back and, and here they are. They find Jesus in the temple and he's He's listening to all the scholars and the scribes and the teachers and he's absorbing all that they're saying and he's, and he's commenting back and, and, and bringing uh, truths and, 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 and realities to them as well. And, and all the crowd, they're astounded by his insight at such a young age. Jesus' parents come to him, they find him in the temple and he simply says, hey, don't be worried, but I must be about my father's business. Jesus was found in his father's house, being about his father's business. There are people here that are looking for a more significant relationship with Jesus. I want to say today that you will find that as you serve. A more meaningful relationship with Jesus is found through and by service. Because that is the heart of who Jesus is. And so this morning, are you serving? If not, why not? Encourage you. If You're not sure? Speak to, to Wendy and Dave. Speak to Kim. Speak to, speak to any of the leaders that are here. Say, hey, I want to get involved. Where can I get involved? want to start to use my gift hallelujah amen (laughs) we all have charisma but the key to a deeper and more meaningful relationship with our saviour is found in taking on the attitude of a servant getting our cloth, getting our bowl and saying Lord who and how can I serve Amen, let's pray. Father, we just thank you. Thank you for your spirit that is here. Lord, just as we conclude this morning, Lord, help us just to have a revelation of how gifted we are. That you have placed supernatural abilities within us, Lord. Thank you for that but more importantly, you're calling us to serve others with those gifts. While every head's bowed and eyes closed this morning, the greatest gift that is here today is the gift of salvation, the gift of eternal life. God offers that to us through and by his son, Jesus Christ, and his death on the cross. When Jesus went to the cross, he paid for our sins so that we could be forgiven. The Bible says if we believe in our hearts and confess with our mouths and ask Jesus to forgive us of living a life independent of Him, confessing our sin, confessing our need for a Savior, the Bible declares that we shall be saved and receive the gift of eternal life and salvation. If you're here this morning, you've never asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, could I ask you quickly while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, would you raise your hand this morning to me so I could see it? If you're here this morning, you've never asked Jesus to be your Savior, your Lord, your Master. Just as I look around one more time. Thank you, Lord. Amen.